Welcome to I Caught It on Audio. This is Water Cooler Chat Episode 10. Abai Wan Kenobi Part 4. Hello, uh, welcome back to the uh, 64 Tacos podcast. Um, we are doing another water cooler chat uh, about the Disney Plus show Obi-Wan Kenobi. And uh, this episode is about uh, part four, the fourth episode in the six episode series. Just briefly, um, they're going to rescue Leia. That's essentially what, what this episode is about. For me, it was kind of... Uh, Eh, it was a kind of a meh episode. Um, it had a lot of the the similar tropes of of things that have come before, and um, uh, there really wasn't a, a huge amount of character development. In fact, there was some more kind of problematic stuff with the uh, the continuity that we've talked about in the previous episodes. Um, so, what was your take on it, or what or what what parts did you like or not like about it? Matt? I think your take was really good. Just, it, I mean, there were some cool visuals with it. I liked the way the base looked, the troops there. Yeah. Um, I liked that that trophy room they had with the the dead Jedi. That was there was a lot of interesting things happening there. Yeah. And um, it, it was kind of a gut punch for Obi Wan, and you could see that. Yep. Yet again, the actress whose young Leia continues to impress. I love her. Mm-hmm. And Reva. Is it the? Yeah, I feel like they're they're setting up for some big reveal that isn't going to be a big reveal, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It kind of it it feels like there's there's a lot of push for something big to happen, uh, but and then there this anti- these anticipation episodes are where it just kind of keeps grinding on some of these some of these themes that aren't uh, very well thought out or whatever. Um, just it just kind of I don't know. It just seems like it's it's kind of i mean there was a lot going on but it, to me it felt like it was kind of in neutral as far as the the story was concerned it just um, felt like filler it wasn't anything new yeah. other than setting it wasn't really anything new from the previous episode which did it better yeah and of course you know obi-wan has to convince the um what the the path the the rebellion path or whatever um maybe we should talk a little bit about that because so there's this this underground um group called the path and they're they're supposed to be sort of like almost like the underground railroad for jedi yeah to like help and and get you know jedi are being hunted down by the inquisitors and at this point in time and they um they need to find safe ways to get out and get away and and go into hiding and the path apparently gives that to them and the the way that i kind of took it was that it almost seems like the the birth of the beginnings of the rebellion and and what are your thoughts on that i i don't think so okay i, I think they're aligned with a lot of the ideals of the rebellion and they would work with the rebellion yeah but i don't think they're i mean the rebellion's more of a guerrilla movement yeah, that turns into a military movement once they get big enough. Right, and this is more of a we need to save as many people as we can thing. They're not as concerned with fighting; they're more concerned with saving lives. Yeah, 
so yeah, so like Obi-Wan has to convince them to go. They're like, oh no, we can't go and, you know, break out this little, little girl. And he's like, oh, but we must, you know? <laughs> and so eventually, uh, and it was really weird too, because so there was, uh, I'm forget, I'm blanking on the name of the character. Let me quick look it up here. It was played by um, uh, Ice Cube's son, I believe. Yeah, O'Shea Jackson Jr. plays Kalan Roken. He's supposed to be a leader in the Path Network who helps Jedi escape the Empire. And at first, when they're talking, right at the beginning of the episode, they're like, he's like, no, we we can't do this. This is too dangerous. And then Obi-Wan's like, well, but the the Inquisitors are coming and they're killing everybody and this girl, we need to break her out. It's the only way. And he he, he convinces him because he reminds him that his... uh, the, the Colin Roken character that his wife was slaughtered by the, by the inquisitors because she had Jedi tendencies or whatever. Force sensitive. And so, and, and it was like, as soon as he remembered that is like, Oh yeah, they killed my wife. Then he's like, yeah, okay, I'm going to help you now. <laughs> it was just, it was just such a strange reversal and just an odd, you know, it, it's things like that of of convenience in storytelling that always kind of rub me the wrong way. Wow. It's poor writing is what it is. Yeah. It's it's like they know where they have to go, but they don't really have good organic ways of getting the characters to but go that way. We got to fill five minutes too. Right. Yep. So, so that he convinces them and then they, and then they go to this, uh, to this, this really cool, uh, well, again, uh, have we, have we talked about, um, I'm trying to remember in, in our conversation, whether it was just you and I, or, or in other bigger podcasts where we were talking about Star Wars stuff about, about how all the planets are always like singular, almost always singularly, you know, like there's a jungle planet or there's a, yeah, there's the desert planet or the ice planet or. Yeah. Yeah. So this this one was a um uh a, a water planet, I guess. Yep. And uh it was uh what was it called? Must uh I don't remember the planet name, but it's in the Mustafar system, which is where Vader killed all the the separatist leaders and then fought Obi-Wan. That's Mustafar. Okay. So so yeah, there's this there's this uh Inquisitor outpost stronghold or whatever you call it, uh in the middle of this ocean and uh and it's really cool. And like it's you know, they they go in there and there's underground or under underwater stuff. Um, and that actually factors into it when there's like a part where the the glass is about to be breached and and Obi-Wan has to you know, use his force that he's so rusty yeah. on he can barely hold the, the water back. So do you think Obi-Wan's using the force to disguise himself? I don't, I don't know. Cause he's not, I mean, he sticks out like a sore thumb there. He, yeah. He's wearing robes. He's not wearing a uniform. Everybody there is in some kind of uniform. Right. I think he's using the force to kind of disguise himself. Uh huh. And that's why he was so concerned about that robot. Right. That droid. Like that was the only thing he really seemed concerned about was this droid wandering a corridor. Yeah. Because the force wouldn't do that for the droid. Right. That's that's an interesting thought. I didn't think about that, but I think you're right. Um, because y- yeah, he's just walking around and, and and again with the Jedi robes, it's like, dude, can you not use a different outfit <laughs> at any time? Are there no other clothes that fit you? Come yeah. on. <laughs> I've worn these robes for 50 years and I'll wear them for 50 more. Dang it. (laughs) And, and boy, do they stink. (laughs) (laughs) 
uh, please take them off to wash them periodically, Obi-Wan. Uh, let's see, what else? Uh, so the other, the other weird thing was when they finally got Leia, they're taking her out and she's just under his, under his robe. <laughs> <laughs> did you did, were you were you kind of like cracking up at that part i was a little weirded out by it it was a little uncomfortable <laughs> it was just it just seemed so absurd like oh yeah so we're just gonna walk out the front door with the child under obi-wan's uh robe thing jedi robe but you if know the thought is he's using the force to disguise himself i wish you would you gotta clue me in a little yeah because you got like even if it's something like we need to change your outfit. The girl's like, we need to change your outfit. I have spare uniforms or something. And he's like, oh, the force is my shield. Or like, Yeah. I don't need a lot. You just need to give me a little to know that he's actively doing something to disguise himself. Yeah. Even cooler would have been if... Um uh they they show they show him walking and then they show other other people around you know other guards and stuff and then they kind of look in his direction and then it, instead of showing exactly him the way we see him normally they see what he would they they, they you see what the guard sees from what obi obi-wan is using the force to pr- project as himself that'd be really cool because that'd be sort of like a visual way to to show it and also um, clue people in, but also a little bit kind of ambiguous because it's like, oh, what did I just see yeah. there? Oh, he must be using the force. To, you know, <laughs> sometimes the, they make good decisions. Sometimes they don't about the story. But you know, yeah, it's- I mean, I was thinking about it as a complaint as I was watching it, and I'm like, but is it any different than Obi Wan on the Death Star in Episode Four? Yeah, which is something I never questioned. Right. So. It, it makes sense that, hey, maybe he's using the Force to shield himself. On episode four, I felt like they made more of an effort of him trying to, like, he just waited at a doorway until he knew it was clear to go and he passed through, right. you know? Um, there are other two two complaints that um, with the, the end that I thought were a little bit uh, off-putting or odd. Um, one was they, they've, they get rescued by um, kind of like, I guess they're like snowspeeder ships. Yeah, they were. Um, yeah. From the path. And one, one of them gets shot down and the pilot gets killed. And they make such a big deal about this pilot. His name is Wade. And there, and, and there's like, you know, the other pilot is clearly, you know, she was, I don't know, like best friends or maybe lovers with, with this Wade, something along those lines, because she was pretty distraught after he died. Well, well, that was Deadpool. Yeah. Oh, it was Wade Wilson. Right. (laughs) (laughs) But then they even, they even make mention of it. Like when they get back and, and everybody's all like bummed out and stuff. And I'm just like. We just learned about this character like f- barely five minutes ago. Why do we care? <laughs> why do why does any I get that they care why, a lot? Why we should care is the next episode should give us a flashback as to why that was important. Yeah, if you're going to make that big a deal of it, and I get it, like I get that the point might be, hey, war sucks and good people die, and that's an absolutely accurate point. Yeah. But you can't blindside me with it. Like, I need, because we've kind of seen a lot of people die in Star Wars and sometimes with fanfare even, you know? <laughs> so right. you can't just blindside me with this opinion. You need to give me a reason why this 
this sucks. This was terrible. So I, I thought that was really strange. And then the other strange thing was the all the hand-holding at the end. I mean, I get that they just went through a whole lot and Leia is really, really um, happy to be rescued and back with, with Obi-Wan. But it just, it went on for so long and it just seemed so like sappy and <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It's just, it was like, it was a little too much. And also it kind of makes me feel like the later on stuff uh, or, you know, like what we were talking about with the continuity. Um, if they have that much of a connection and a relationship this early on, then it's not going to be Leia going, you know, uh, I need to find Obi-Wan Kenobi and he's just some random dude out there that can help us. A friend you know? of my father's, you know? <laughs> yeah. It, it would be more like, hey, I need to find Uncle Ben. He's, yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, and that's the problem with doing stuff like this. Like, because this isn't a bad story. I know we've nitpicked this episode a lot, but I'm enjoying the show. Yeah. But you can do some damage to things that came after when you do something before, if you're not careful. Yeah. And, there's such a problem with Star Wars and everybody happens to be the same few characters. Mm -hmm. You're always bumping into the same few people. It's not that hard to make new characters who are cool. Yep. Um, I, I did see a little blurb from one of the writers of, of this Obi-Wan show. And uh, he said something to the effect of people that are are con uh, are confused or upset about the continuity. Um, just wait until until you get through the whole thing. So I don't know if that means that they're going to do some sort of like men in black, you know, flashy thing. Yeah, we're going to wipe princess Leia's memories. Yeah. So that it's all okay. That that's not a solution for me. I mean, even on the droids, that makes me uncomfortable. Like these are essentially sentient things. And you're like, well, for my convenience, it's just better if you don't remember. So I'm going to erase your memories. <laughs> right. Uh, and it, well, I, I think, I think that's going to be the way that it goes more, more than likely just because of the fact that um, we've, we saw very early on, I think it was like the first episode where Reva used her force powers to extract me memories and extract information out of, uh, what what was it? Haja Haja's yeah. brain. Yeah, something like that. Anyway, ah, I hope he comes back. He's awesome. Yeah, I I, I have a <laughs> feel. Yeah, me too. I, and I, I I'm looking at the synopsis from the next episode, and it looks his name is in there. Okay. So I think he does come back. Um, but yeah, so I have a feeling if if it's not her, it's definitely going to be Vader, and it's gonna and it's probably going to be some sort of mind wipe thing. Or it could even be Obi Wan for her protection, like. And his protection. Yep. But I think, I don't know. I think I would have ended this with Vader and Obi-Wan never having met each other in the series. Yeah. I think we could have seen a lot of cool Vader stuff and they almost bump into each other. Mm -hmm. But Obi-Wan's smart enough to know that there's no victory from this meeting. You know, like... He's not going to get some huge victory by defeating Anakin again. Yeah. Even if we put Obi-Wan at the superior role he was, where we left him at the end of episode three. Um, I, I think that I want to see Obi-Wan be a little more wise. Um, I think my biggest disappointment is we haven't seen Qui-Gon Jinn yet. Yep. I want to see Qui-Gon. I want him to be advising Obi-Wan as Obi-Wan does to Luke. This is where he learned it. You know, 
Right. Like, he's yep. oh, Qui-Gon's like, Obi-Wan, I know this is troubling for you, but calm your emotions. No victory can be won here. Yeah, it is it is really strange that throughout the entire Star Wars series, there there's always been that kind of voice of reason, the the force ghosts to to step and, in and, and the mentor relationship, right. which we all need in life. And then and then just for this, it seems like he's he's going you know, kind of going blind or just yeah, kind he's of just on his own all the time. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I mean, on, on one hand, I'm okay with some of that because you do like that sort of puts that shows sort of the mindset that he's in, like how, how distraught he is and how difficult it is for him to use the force because he's just sort of at his end and he doesn't have anybody to turn to. He doesn't have anybody to go to, but I think once you know and i don't even know if if they're going to bring liam neeson back so i'm i'm hoping you know i mean there's there there sh- they should uh but i i i haven't heard anything about it it's i'm sure it's going to be a, a a huge reveal surprise thing in one of these next couple episodes but um but yeah like that it's needed it's needed to um have him remember what the plot is supposed to be. (laughs) I I like the idea now that I'm thinking about it more. I really like the idea of he, he can't commune with Qui-Gon because he himself is so troubled. He's not at peace, right? but finding Leia gives him this focus. And then Uh like when he's on the ship, when he and Leia were on that automated merchant ship or whatever, um, that's where quiet and maybe he doesn't get a lot of it, but he just gets this little like Qui-Gon moment. Yeah. Not even more than a sentence. Maybe he can't see him, but the more he attunes himself to the force again, the closer he can get to Qui-Gon and like, it could have been done better. It could have been done with a building. Cause I feel like what's going to happen is Qui-Gon's going to show up at the very end and boom, like that's our ending. And I, that's not satisfying to me. It's, it's just going to be like a big climactic thing that it f- feels kind of hollow. Yeah. But I mean, yeah. Obi-Wan needs someone. He need he's, you know, in exile, the boy he's out there to protect, um, his guardian, uncle Owen wants nothing to do with Obi-Wan or his crazy religion. Yeah. And with good reason, um, Anakin was kind of crazy owen knew him very little and owen was nothing but polite to him and this guy's like yeah i brought mom back and i slaughtered a bunch of people isn't that great i mean they deserved it but yeah (laughs) it's still not something (laughs) awesome so we should probably wrap this up Uh, i think we've covered this episode pretty well and um we will be back again uh next week with the um Part five episode. Part five. Part five. <laughs> I caught it on audio. <laughs> <laughs>